You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. With me, as always, the SpongeBob and Patrick to my Squidward, Sean Keller. Let's make some nonsense! And Mike Peretta. <gasps> nonsense. <gasps> this is <a> little nonsense. Hi, <laughs> 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 <Hey> guys. <laughs> Since 2002, SpaceX has been designing, manufacturing, and launching advanced rockets and spacecraft. Their goal? To revolutionize space technology. To enable people to live on other planets. To inspire. It sounds great, but is it sexy? (laughs) Yes. Could it be sexier? Absolutely. Elon Musk and SpaceX are proud to announce their newest futuristic venture, SpaceXXX. <laughs> Spacesuits are bulky and unflattering. That's why astronauts aboard SpaceXXX rockets are completely naked. A live 24-hour feed will be available for just $69.99 on the new SpaceXXX channel. And you're going to want to tune in for science, science, science. <laughs> And you're going to want to tune in. We're training four lucky porn stars to enter low Earth orbit. But what else will they enter? What does lube do in zero gravity? How hard are they going to dock? We're going to find out, all right. Oh, we're going to find out because this crazy billionaire is doing exactly what you would do if you could go to space. Make people fucking it. (laughs) Space XXX. It's for learning. <laughs> nice. It's for, for learning. Learning, yeah. It's for learning. This headset I'm wearing has two settings that I do not understand why it has two settings, but one of them is for chat and one of them is for gaming. And Did you try setting it to Wumbo? Wumbo? I did not. Like Wumbo. Chumbo Wumbo? Well, here's your problem right here. You've got to set to M when it should be set to Wumbo. (laughs) What the fuck? I forget what the M actually stands for. Mini. Mini. You have it set to M for Mini when you should have it set to W for Wumbo. I don't know. That's not a word, Patrick. Sure it is. I Wumbo. You Wumbo. He, she, they Wumbo. Wumboing, Wombology, the study of Wumbo. <laughs> That's one of the best episodes. Yeah. That's like one of the one of the early uh, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy episodes. Yeah, I don't recall. I'll have to rewatch when my uh, second daughter gets old enough to watch SpongeBob. Yeah, it's definitely something that adults can watch, but uh, fuck you very much. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it like that, but I can see why you would find that offensive, and uh, you should. Yeah. It's a kid's show. Be offended. It's a cartoon kid show.
Yeah. <laughs> for for kids. For As children. opposed to the last airbender that you've been obsessively watching for <laughs> that, that is absolutely not a kid's show. <laughs> I disagree. It's what a network did it air on, Sean? What what show? What network did it air on originally? <clears throat> I believe uh the nineteen forties Nickel Odeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was in the forties. <laughs> well the the Nickel Odeons certainly were. Yeah. Paying okay. paying nickel and then you watched a guy on a bicycle drive past a tornado. Very convincing. He was on a bike. What was he driving? He's driving the bike. I was riding it. I got gotcha. you. That too. <laughs> Perhaps he uh, was doing both. I don't know. I didn't write it. It was a motorbike. Yes, in the forties. <laughs> they existed. They were yeah. just called motorbikes. Right. <laughs> I thought only Nazis rode motorbikes. Yes, according to the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> exactly. It was their primary form of transit. See, Indiana Jones and the Americans rode a horses, and the Nazis rode tanks and motorbikes. That's right. That's what The Last Crusades taught me. That's a solid movie right there. That is Last a really, Crusade. really great movie. It's the second best Indiana Jones movie. Ooh. I kind of I kind of agree with that, Joe. I, I was just about to say I it's hard to decide between Raiders and The Last Crusade, but Last, I disagree. Last Crusade is easily the best, so you're both wrong. No. Yeah. No, I No. It's the best acting. I think, I think Raiders written. I think Raiders is the best. That's just yes. Uh, that is correct. You guys, you guys do this. You do this with Star Wars. You do this with Indiana. <laughs> you do this with Indiana Jones. You're you're saying, oh well, the first one. Yeah, that's the the best. A New Hope is not. It should not even be. No, in the actually, top. I I I think Empire is the best Star Wars movie. Empire it's, is it's the second one, much better. Temple movie. of Doom is the worst Indiana Jones. Second worst, actually, <clears throat> only because yeah. of Kate Capshaw, who was fucking Steven Spielberg. <sighs> And yeah, she's terrible. She's that's really terrible. <laughs> she she <laughs> didn't help, but that wasn't the only problem the movie had. Well, Short Round wasn't a problem, right? <laughs> certainly not nowadays. No, you can make certainly, that. You can make that it's movie fine. today. No, it's fine. Yeah, I, totally I fine. considered momentarily doing a Short Round, but then decided that would be terrible and didn't do it. It'd be great for the podcast. I doubt it. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not gonna make it. Any press is good it press. <laughs> It'd make it if I'm ep- if I'm editing. What episode is this? <laughs> Fortunately, it's fifty six. Ah, damn. Well, Mike, what what would you say if you were about to do a short round impression? <laughs> you you've been watching Space Force, right? I did. I know. Yes, in the the moon <laughs> the moon fight episode, Kalibar. <laughs> I was so happy. To see that reference, I, it was such a weird, random reference, but I—that was probably my <laughs> least favorite episode of the entire yeah, it was, show. So it was far. pretty stupid, <sighs> but, but that are, moment was funny. I am enjoying—I uh, am enjoying how this show, and I've noticed a couple others that I can't think of right now, but more and more shows on Netflix uh, are leaning into uh, swearing. They're—they're they're leaning into the curse words, and mm-hmm. uh, and I, I mean it helps because like. These are film quality TV shows, but they don't have to have an MPAA rating in the front of them. Uh, it doesn't say, "Hey, TV thirteen or MP 13 So, like, more and more shows are just like, "Yes, I want to see. I want to watch Steve Carell drop the f bomb. That's entertaining. That's kind of fun." It is, but isn't it also a little disappointing when they don't have nudity on these shows? It's insanely disappointing. Like, why would you I have? Because <laughs> I want to see Steve Carell naked. Why would you have? Yeah, totally. 
Why would you have, uh, uh, you know, an, uh, essentially the equivalent of an R rating? Well, and but not, and not have nudity. Yeah, but it's, but uh, it's but hang on. But but I will. I'll defend Space Force as an example. Where exactly in the narrative do you feel like nudity would be necessary? The entire time. Because <laughs> if you're if you're doing a show about like a military in armed a branch of the armed forces, certainly there's a room for cursing. But there's unless you're shoehorning something in, there's not a they lot. Sh- of... They shoehorn in a shower scene in the barracks. I mean, sure, that could work. I don't think I. I, I think a lot of the time nudity is used. It's not necessary. I don't know. I no, don't it's have generally a, not. It's generally not necessary for the plot. I don't have a problem <laughs> with that. I. I. It's. Uh, a lot of times when when people in real life are nude, it's not necessary either. You know, I just. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's a first. When, like, yeah, when, are you, when are you nude that it's not necessary? <laughs> Wait, wait, you guys get naked to take showers? Well, you don't have to. You just, the soap gets into clothes. <laughs> what are you getting naked I mean, for? It's technically true, but it, it just seems <laughs> so much less efficient. Look, you can keep your shirt on when you're having sex, is all Mike is saying. Then again, it's then also, again, it's if not, I shower in my clothes, then I don't have to also do laundry. It's not necessary, to drop, it's not necessary to drop F-bombs ever in your real life, and I do it constantly. And I, I fucking think we all disagree. Do. I think you're fucking wrong. I think it's the, very necessary. I, I think that I, I think, think that people both, curse a lot more than they're naked. Uh, for sure, but... I think that both of those things add realism to a show or a movie. I, I, I like I like to see both of those things. Uh, but if, if we're gonna have one, may as well have the other. But like you said, there's a lot more people cursing than what there I'm are naked is, people. It's about fucking time we saw Lisa Kudrow naked. Is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I don't care how old she is. I don't give a shit about that. What I, are the I, odds that 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 would be the actress in the show Space Force that would be okay to see naked? <laughs> <laughs> a little nonsense. Listen, we just favorite. got word from Mike Pareto. As far Everybody, as he needs to see dongs and labes, <laughs> dongs and labes. Get him out. But is it is it going to be disappointing? Like when we watched the Last Jedi and saw old Mark Hamill. If we see old Lisa Kudrow tits, <laughs> is he going to be like, wait, that's not what I waited twenty minutes to download for at all? <laughs> Unless it is. I think. Mm. I think probably. <laughs> I, I'd rather watch Lisa Kudrow topless for two and a half hours than The Last Jedi, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't care what they look like. Yeah, it would be it would still be an improvement. Yeah. They they could just I'd look at Steve Carell's dick for two and a half hours. <laughs> it would take you that long. Cause it's, so, a lot cause to it's in. so big to get, to get to the end of it, yeah. <laughs> It's like the opening of A New Hope, where his di- his dick just pans across the top of the screen. <laughs> I think this is an appropriate time for That's What She Said. Oh. There's never an appropriate time for that. I think when we're talking about Steve Carell, there is. No, you get the bell. Uh, I, I was with you, Mike, but now I'm against you because of the bell. <laughs> the bell will do that to people. The battle changes people. <clears throat> the battle changes you. Hey, I got a question for you. <laughs> have uh, I, I know you guys don't watch this show, but have either of you been, uh, I don't know, have you read anything about what's going on with uh, CW's Batwoman? Yes. I read that she fucking quit the show. Yeah, well, Ruby she got Rose, injured. Yeah. 
Ruby Rose uh, left the show. She says it wasn't because of her injury. That's what I read too. Yeah, there was just creative differences, I guess. Right? Or no? Well, those those schedules are are impossible. You know, those CW shows. It's not uncommon for the leads to have to work eighty hours a week. That's what I read because too. Because they've got yeah. all the scenes as you know, themselves, and then they've got all the scenes and action sequences and costumes, too. So it's just a super grueling schedule. Yeah. But uh, what I wanted... There were a couple of things about her departure that I wanted to talk with you specifically that have nothing to do with whether or not you watch the show. So... I'm sorry. I I have to ask. Ruby Rose is... uh, And I don't mean this in a dirty way, but she's a physical specimen, Right? She's in excellent shape. She isn't. Well, didn't she used to be a fighter? I thought I she think, used to be like a know. UFC fighter. No, I think she was a model. I okay. remember her being. Well, a, well, my the, no, I don't believe she was in the UFC. Okay, my my point is, uh, gosh, if someone who's like in the prime of their life and in wonderful shape can't withstand the grueling schedule, even when people are trying to throw money at you. That's that's very interesting to me. I mean, I, I get the different people. There's other factors. There's stress. There's anxiety. There's the emotional sure. whatever. But it's just it's very surprising. Some people thrive under those conditions. Other people simply don't want to work eighty hours a week. It's just that's yeah. not it's not their fault. I don't want to work eighty hours yeah, a week. I, I don't care how much I'm being paid. I'm yeah. one of those people. Yeah. I guess you just really have to love your job. We'll pay you a million dollars, but you have to work eighty hours a week for a year. I guess I just hang myself. I guess you know what's puzzling to me. What's puzzling to me as an and as a, as an aspiring uh, actor, but any either even just a performer is that if someone, if you get a role like this, which is tremendous exposure and people are shoveling money at you, uh, it's just, I I would have to, there'd be very few reasons for me to walk away from that. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't really deserve it. They just don't deserve it. There's so many people who would kill literally to have a role like that. Who would just do absolutely anything work every hour of the week to have a job like that. And so some people just uh, so aren't, aren't cut out for it. you're co-opting what I wanted to talk about to say that Ruby Rose is a piece of human garbage? <laughs> no, That's no, no. what I'm hearing. No, Actually, Sean Keller says that Ruby Rose <laughs> is a piece of human garbage. No, I don't, I don't know much about her, but I know that I, I originally heard that she had been, she, it was, it was the, an injury that kind of led to the decision to do it. But I'm sure it's, it's a factor. I, I believe her when she says that wasn't the only thing, though, and I know... I know how those. What if it? What if it was a good show? Would she then all still consider well, hang on, quitting? Hang on, hang it on. is a good show. Hang on, <laughs> Joe. Joe, talk a little bit about the injury in case our listeners don't know what we're talking about. Uh, this isn't. This isn't germane to what the fuck right, I wanted to talk about. Let's just listen right. to what Joe actually wants to say. And all right, I'm sorry. There. I'm sorry. If you want to go down another route, I just feel like we're never going to get to the point I actually want to address if we just keep veering off on all these fucking tangents. Well, all right. I'm going to lay down the moderation hammer. So they have to recast the lead for the show. Yep. Now, there are two routes they can take, and there are rumors of the one that I think is stupid happening. And that is to not just recast the role, but completely replace, like, recast the character. Okay. That's the one that I had read, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's the, the most current rumor, is that 
they're going to introduce a new character that will take up the mantle of Batwoman rather than recast Ruby Rose's character, Kate Kane. Now, the first thing uh, I wanted to ask you, too, is which do you think is better? Because personally, I think the Aunt Viv uh, Becky treatment is better. Mm. Just recast the role. Same character. Recast the role. Yeah, I I would love to go first here just because I have the unique experience of being a part of a a web series wherein we shot uh, an entire 12-episode first season with one actress in one role who then walked away, and we had to figure out as writers uh, whether or not to kill that character off or recast it or or whatever. And the, the decision we came to was that it's definitely better to simply recast the character because when you're... I would imagine that the show is the same way. When you're writing for a certain character, you do have like a long game in mind. You have these overarching narratives where... Uh, you're not finished telling that character's story, and so if you're right. if you're abruptly forced to change uh, that plan, and all of a sudden not only have to wrap that up, but then introduce someone else, it's like how many episodes does that cut into? Where you're doing all this business instead of getting to the good meat of the stuff, whereas it won't take long for the audience to get on board with okay give us an episode or two for this new actress or actor to find their footing and get the audience used to them and then just go from where you were and just take off and keep going. I completely agree. If it takes any time at all for me, it would be like two episodes for the voice in my head to shift to the new actress and then everything's fine. Yeah, exactly. But to shoehorn like the existing storylines they want to tell into an entirely new character and just letting the threads they had sort of dissipate. Mm-hmm. That is, that is beyond stupid, but it, it's also exactly what I expect from Warner brothers who constantly makes the dumbest choice possible. And Mar- well, Marvel, I, I think Marvel, it, uh, I think it, it shows a spectacular lack of trust in your audience's intelligence I agree. because the character is a lot more important to the story than whoever's portraying the character. And DC actually has a really great history of recasting characters. Uh, in The Dark Knight, for example, Maggie Gyllenhaal plays Rachel, right? Yeah. That's a recast yeah. that nobody complained about for more than two seconds at the start of the movie. They're like, oh, it's a different actress. <laughs> like, what? But when they, okay. walked, when they walked out of there, I'm pretty sure they were okay with the recast of the character. Yeah, nobody Instead gave of... Instead of just some random new person, now that is in, in that the is story. A, that is an ancillary character, though, and so, like it is different. I think to have I, the uh, flagship character. I mean, if to, if if after here's the other I mean, thing. Ask, this was you know James Bond. I mean, it's a different actor every ten years in James Bond. That I is mean. true. That's a good example. Yeah, I, I just think that if if we had Iron, if we had Iron Man one, two, and three, and one Avengers movie or two Avengers movies, and then all of a sudden for Infinity War they needed to recast Iron Man. I think that's a way tougher decision because of how much you've established, how much that actor has made that character their own. So I think that does play into it is how indistinguishable is Ruby Rose from Batwoman? Did she do something that is so So charismatic about it that there's an equation about star power versus the importance of the character, basically, because I, I mean, or you just, can't just the fit. I mean, the fit of an actor. 
Well, you're always going to be able to find an actor who fits the role. I mean, but sometimes no... there are actors who. I mean, can you imagine any other actor taking over Gandalf for Return of the King after the first two movies? I, I know I, they shot them all together. I actually can because because it hmm. it happened for Harry Potter, and I I really thought that uh, uh, the uh, what's his name Richard hmm. Harris, the, the the actor who portrayed Dumbledore in the first two films, was is. By far superior, and Michael Gambon took over the, the, from Michael Gambon. Yeah, he's a much better Dumbledore, but I, I got over it. You're you probably know? right. You're probably right. It wasn't until the fourth movie that I realized it had changed. There you oh, wow. go. So that's pretty good <laughs> recasting, and also says a lot about me. It helps. It does help when your character has a very specific physical appearance. Like, sure, uh, it does, the beard but helps. You're talking yeah. about a character who is who is in a costume for twenty, thirty, forty percent of the time on on these shows and movies. I, now, if they had recast it, Harry, it's again, it's like the for the same reason. It shows it shows an incredible lack of trust in uh, actors to think that they could not take up the character. You know what I mean? Totally. So it it goes both ways. It's 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 a horrible decision in both directions. Basically, I think uh, you need to trust the storytelling. Storytelling is what gets the job done ten times out of ten. It, it, and it kinda, I completely agree. You're right, and it kind of uh, makes me upset because it it almost comes off as actors are completely expendable. And hey, there's ten more people who would kill for this. Who are lined up that we could easily replace you with? We can and we will replace you with <laughs> well, Don Cheadle. I mean, that, well, that's yeah. Marvel did the same thing, but so <laughs> it, it is kind of like you would hope that the work you do as an actor I, with a specific character that you cultivate it and you make it your own and you work so hard. But then if the studio says, "Wait, you want how much money? Oh, fuck that! We can get another well, white dude I, with a beard." Like, I think that's <laughs> I think that's possibly that's possibly true for characters that aren't established characters in some other media you know i uh, iron man is a great example because nobody cared um, let's be honest nobody gave a shit about fucking iron man you know he, he was not a major avenger i mean there's prior, gotta be people like me who cared about him but yes but prior, but prior to the first iron man movie he yes. he really he shaped the iron man character he shaped totally. the tony stark character and so he he really he created it um, and there are lots of great roles for actors where they can create personas that have just never appeared on screen before. And it, you know, you're at that point when you recast it, you're essentially imitating an actor as opposed to just taking on the mantle of a role. So I get that, but I, I do think that I do think that uh, if if actors were not, I don't want to say a dime a dozen, then it would be much easier to get a job as an actor. You know, I, I think there's a reason that characters are just more important than the people portraying them. As long as there's enough skill, and and there's certainly a huge talent pool of actors who can get the job done. That's just an unfortunate hmm. reality for actors. So, let's assume that this is going to get into an argument I had with strangers on the internet. Uh, if if they merely recast Ruby Rose's character, Kate Kane, uh, do you think they should address on the show 
why she looks different. Yes, very, very briefly. Just like they did in Iron Man 2. Uh, I can't remember what the exact line is, but there was one really quick exchange between Tony and Rhodey. Yeah, where, I'm here. Let's get, yeah, get I over know, it. Something I'm here. Like that. Let's get over it and move on. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I, I think... I, I, know. I agree with Mike. I know. I, I enjoy... You're breaking I, the fourth wall. Fuck, well, f- what the fuck's wrong with that? Everyone, Shakespeare broke the fucking fourth wall. There's no problem with it in small doses and in a knowing, winking way. I don't see any problem with acknowledging, okay, it yes. It isn't necessary. It's not, but I enjoy it. I like a little fan service. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, and that's why they do it. You know? Yeah. Like, I brought up Aunt Viv at the beginning. They addressed it real b- briefly by saying... Aunt Viv, did you change your hair? Yeah, I love. Look, if it's gonna is okay, is a line like that going to bring joy to the audience that is watching the show? Yes or no? Not all of the audience. No, hang on. It more than likely is going to make people chuckle. I will be enraged, sir. (laughs) No, people people are gonna chuckle. And what the fuck is your job to entertain people? So yeah, what is the harm in that? You're taking two seconds out of your twenty-four minute. Show okay. again though. I think, but, of, but but here's the thing you're talking about a brief one line. Not everybody I argued with wanted a brief one line, they wanted an ex an actual explanation that would be like canonically why she looks different, well, like that's, something that's to stupid. do with the cri- Yeah, Yes, it is. It's very <laughs> I, I stupid. The, yeah, these are all like just... a crisis of infinite earths. Even though that's already happened, has somehow affected no, that's KK stupid. now. It yes, just, it, it just shows. So it just shows that there are different levels of imagination. People just have different. Some people have one; others do not. It, exactly. They're, they're, it's a spectrum, basically. Yes, it is. It's some people want to be spoon fed. Yeah, See, but I, I, I'm, I would be fine if they didn't acknowledge it. But what I'm saying is that if you can acknowledge it in a clever small doesn't take up much time to do way then yeah that's gonna be i'll get a kick out of that i'll I'll get a little kick and hey i know that you're acknowledging it which means that you care about your fan base and then we move on immediately but if you're gonna make a whole episode out of it then fuck that that's stupid yeah i don't know i think it i think it kind of shows a lack of confidence in your choice i can see that i can totally understand that perspective i'm again it (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I had more to say. But the bell, okay. the, bell, the bell changes it, man. <laughs> well, you never the same after that bell. <laughs> I used to have two penises before the bell rang. Yeah, get enough of those bells. Now oh. I have three. No oh, different man. <laughs> Every time a bell rings, I get another penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst archangel ever. <laughs> I never help someone, just keep getting penises. <laughs> Name's Terrence. Terrence, the guardian angel of penises. <laughs> He's got uh, seven giant wings behind him that are all made out of dicks. <laughs> now look at here, Jerry. We're going to show you what your life would be like had you never been born. But first, would you mind ringing that bell a few times? <laughs> Could use more penises. <laughs> Gonna break. Hey, have you ever heard the phrase a bouquet of penises, Jerry? Because <laughs> you're about to. <laughs> you're about to get one, too. 
Joe, are you? I have to bring this up because uh, I, I noticed it a while ago, but haven't really had a chance to say anything. Are you on Ilium right now? Yes. God damn Ilium. it! I said Coruscant. Oh, you did. I mean, they look identical. Am I that? <laughs> am I wrong? Well, then why would I say Ilium? And you said Coruscant. Be- because if they're, if they're identical. Is better with detail. <laughs> because because you're such a nerd. <laughs> I don't know how. That too. Wait, hang on, Mike. How did you distinguish Ilium from Coruscant? I'll be honest this? with you. It's mostly the architecture. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, "Well, the vehicles that are uh, well, going no, the by vehicle, are the vehicles slower. were the the vehicles and the shape of the vehicles was the second factor, but no, it's, it's mostly the architecture and the color scheme. I've seen I've seen yeah, a lot of both these, of them. Uh, skyscrapers here are very telling. I, the, it, yeah. I mean. Looks like Coruscant to me. <laughs> so what you're saying is that all city planets look the same? You are such a cityist. Can you name more city. than two city planets? Yes, I can. Terrace is a third. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Terrace was a third. You fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's, there's Nar Shaddaa, which is a city world. Yeah, that doesn't count. It is a moon. Not it's a, a moon. It still, it still counts, though. That's no moon. It's a city moon. <laughs> it's a big moon. It's a moon big enough to have gravity that can keep people on it. I see a big moon rising. <laughs> That's no moon. It's a city moon. Did you want me to uh, pedal back and talk about Ruby Rose's injury now? Well, no, I just, I, I figured that our, our audience was sitting here going, injury, wait a minute, Batwoman? Who the, what's the injury? What happened? Like, if she, she got paralyzed... She two discs in her spine. She was almost paralyzed. Wow. That's fucking she scary. She had emergency surgery. So that's a yeah. very serious injury. Oh, it was Ab- super yeah. serious. So I, to me, For that's sure. like, that's plenty of reason right there to never do it again. Agreed. Yeah. But allegedly, it's not the only reason why. Are we sure she didn't, like, fight UFC? No, but I, I'm 90% sure. I'm I, fairly sure. I, I I remember that... I feel like that would have come up. I remember hearing she was a model. We can okay. look it up now. I, she she could have been know both. What? Ma- I mean. maybe, maybe I just saw her in John Wick Chapter 2 and assumed that she was a professional fighter. Yeah, no, she's... <laughs> because <laughs> think... everyone in John Wick is a professional fighter. Common <laughs> mistake. According to Wikipedia, she's an Australian model, actress, and television presenter. Well, television pre- presenter is like a UFC fighter. I'm pretty sure they would have just said UFC fighter in there somewhere if that <laughs> yeah, were the case. I was probably thinking of Rhonda Rusi, who also has a double R alliterative name. Yeah, no, she was. Uh, she was absolutely a... Have you never Bad heard someone fighter. say her name before? Ronda Rousey. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Ronda, yeah. Ronda so yeah, Rousey. That injury, is, that injury was uh, horrible and more than enough reason to quit. Uh, would you guys just quit your whole life if you got paralyzed? I know I would. Pro- mm. Probably not. No, I could still play video games. So I. Well, got, what if you were paralyzed from the neck down? Oh, could I you, quit. Could yeah, you there's... still play? Can you play Skyrim with a straw? Have they ported that? <laughs> uh, we're getting awfully close to being able to control games with uh, VR headsets. So, 
Could be like just just with the headset. If any game, if any game is going to be ported to something that can be controlled with your mouth, it would be Skyrim. That game has been ported to fucking everything. And also Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> <laughs> the two games that are ported to your mouth. <laughs> Te- Tetris. Tetris. Name, name a platform that doesn't have Tetris. Mm. Calculator, nope, has Tetris. Nope, has it. Yeah. <laughs> T, the TI-84, what was that? Which one killed the Terminator, and which one did we use in high school? The T- uh, the 83, the 85, and the 86 were what we used in high school. The T-800 was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and the, T, the T-9000 except for, was... Except for, except for Bob Athey, who had a TI-89, that fucking <laughs> asshole. Didn't he, of like, course he did. But didn't he, like, create it? <laughs> Didn't I he mean, build it? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that he claims to have. Yes. And then a calculator from the future came back in time to kill him for creating that calculator. <laughs> was that was programming your your calculator? Was that like the first sign of uh, like coding? Like was that like the first like like the gateway drug into? Hey, this person is good with computers. They put Tetris on their calculator. I feel like it was. Well, I those I mean that was years after like I, I, to me if you're if you're interested in coding you probably did it on your computer like in grade school when they brought you to the computer lab and I remember having to build little programs like in in 4th and 5th grade on those really? yeah on those computer labs uh, I didn't do any scholastic programming until high school yeah, I remember. It they, just wasn't an option. They did have us build like a website where we had to like put a button in there, and then we had to like code. Okay, if you press this button, it takes you to this part. Yeah, of the internet. websites didn't exist. You had to make a hyperlink when I was in grade school. So that's so crazy. I mean, they, I'm sure they did, but I was. Uh, yeah, I guess they were just. It was just kind of becoming popular the internet when I when I entered middle school. In 1994. Good lord. Joe, same thing with you, right? You guys are Uh, so old. Yeah, there was a little bit more internet usage in middle school. AOL. I mean, that's what I had at home. Playing some Warcraft 2 with my buddies on AOL. Wow. Direct Connect. That's right. Mom, don't pick up the phone. I'm playing Warcraft. I eventually, I eventually convinced my parents to get a second phone line so I could, so I could play. <laughs> I actually Warcraft did that too. as well. And, and it was for, games. it was for Starcraft, and I want to say, yes, Age of Empires. That's just proof that your parents loved you guys and that you got good grades. Because if you didn't get good grades, there was no way in fuck they were gonna buy a second phone line. <laughs> fuck that. Oh yeah, that's a got, lot uh, of money back then. I got well, see, it was, there was also, I had the additional factor when, uh, during this period of gaming, my mother was uh, dating and in a serious relationship pre-everyone having cell phones they could talk on all the time for no additional cost. Mm. So she would spend a lot of the time uh, on the phone at night talking to her then-boyfriend, eventual husband, and... 
she couldn't do that if if I was tying up the line with the game. You know, no calls were going to come through. So eventually, yeah. she just gave me another line in the basement. That should it so should, that I would just stay down there. It should be enough that your mom was dating someone, not your father, for you to have the ability to be like, "Hey, give me a phone line, and I'll love you." And then they'd be like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> like, uh, did you grow up? Did you grow up Catholic, Sean? Because I don't think you know how Catholic guilt works. Look, Only mothers can wield it against children. I'm just, I'm just saying that's pretty it, horrible. We were. It's also horrible. I'm just we're, saying that if I were a precocious uh, preteen and my you basically are and my and my parents were dating someone, I'd be like, "Look it, I can make your life fucking hell," or. You can get me that PS Pro I've been talking about. I just about. got grounded for two weeks for dropping an F-bomb right there. I'll God. tell you that. Uh, no, there's a swear jar in our house. We didn't have a jar. You just got in trouble. Did you did You guys ever have a swear jar? No. No. No, we didn't either. We, we said, fuck that. <laughs> That's how things rolled in the Keller house. That's right. I, we had a swear jacuzzi. We, there wasn't enough room in the swear jar. I don't remember when I started comfortably swearing in front of my parents, but I I think I was it was probably like high school, it had late like late high school, like junior senior year. I still can't get away with it. Oh my what? god! Are, are you just you, <laughs> wait? You can't get away, or you don't feel comfortable? Because those are different. Well, okay, uh, I'm not comfortable with with uh, saying fuck in front of my mom because I know she doesn't like it. I see. Uh, any other word I could use? Cunt. And I've never tried. N- I'll put that on my list. N- n- <laughs> Don't, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, if I, I I I am comfortable, I I'm comfortable, too comfortable swearing. <laughs> In front of my dad, but every time I do it, he chastises me verbally. <laughs> Does he say fuck when he was chastising you? <laughs> Does he swear when he's chastising you? No, that would be funny. Oh. Has he has he ever sworn in front of you? Not that I can recall. He wow. once said he once said gosh. Yeah, that'd be that'd be about as far as he's gone, at least in my presence. Man. Uh, and I I honestly I would be surprised to learn that he has said a curse word after the age of like 30 there was there was a point after i because apparently god doesn't like swearing (laughs) no there was a point after i'd moved back up to chicago after college where when i was no longer financially beholden to my parents when everything like snapped into place and i was like oh I can just do whatever I want to in front of my parents. Yep. So, like, we, I'd go home on, like, a, a holiday, and uh, we'd all be together, and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go outside and smoke a cigarette. And, like, I would See, that's fine. I would, but, but, but I would do that, of and I'd be drinking, is. and I'd be like, I'm going to fucking go outside and smoke a fucking cigarette, you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and no one would, I mean, everyone would look at me weird, but I could do it. Hey, guys. <laughs> sure. I had so much sex in college, you won't believe it. I'm going to go outside and have a cigarette. I'm going to go just jerk off. Let me just down this bottle of scotch real quick. This smear yeah, off I, ice. So You're so excited I, I about doing a, all that stupid shit when you're, when you're that age. That's true. You're like, oh, God, I got to drink. I got to have sex. I got to smoke. 
all at the same time, right now. (laughs) You do. You really do. You're like, I've been missing out on this for the last 21 years of my life. I'm going to do it right now. (laughs) This is all so great. And that's how we got here. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we have this show. A little nonsense now and then. (laughs) I ruined my life. My parents hate me. A little nonsense is copyright 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, to put a button to put a button on the swearing thing, like I, 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 I won't really do it in front of my mom because it makes her uncomfortable. Yeah, and I don't like hearing. I don't like being like lectured or preached by my father, so I just don't do it. That's fair. That makes yeah, sense. it's for for ease of. Although uh, sometimes I slip and I'll just be like, yeah, and the, you know, there was some shit at work and shouldn't swear, son. Shouldn't swear. I'm so sorry, Joe. I <laughs> it hasn't been a problem it's for fine. me since I was 16 or 17 years old. But again, it's, well, they uh, both know I do it anyway. There you go. I told my I, my dad uh, asked me if he should listen to the show, and I said no. Absolutely, <laughs> no, dad, not. you should not. Nope. First of all, it's rated explicit. You you will not care for much of the language. <laughs> And beyond that, you will not care for the content. <laughs> he may, in fact, disown you after. If that's even Look, possible anymore. I don't even care for the content. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I create at least 33.33% repeating. That's debatable. Why do you say the repeating? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> why, do you, why do you say the repeating afterwards, by the way? 333 you could say repeating three. Okay. Percent. Could, can I? Is that okay? I don't see why not. People would understand <laughs> what you meant. Well, that's good. Which is the most important thing in language. Communication. Yeah. Joe, Joe you're going to get mad at me, but... I already am. But I feel like we're 43 minutes in, and you haven't thrown away to either of us with a commercial yet. <laughs> that's a real good fucking point. <laughs> so I thought I'd say well, we've something. Got the one at the, we've got the one at the cold open. Oh, that's good. Uh... That's that is my plan. If uh, like there's one of us left over at the end of the show, what? Well, yeah, I it's, didn't want to step we'll on toes, but I feel like we're 43 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've got sponsors. Uh, so what is disappointing your dad brought to us by Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Little baby unicorn crafting glue. Huh? Whether making a scrapbook of your child's first day of school or building a model airplane. No adhesive will stand the test of time better than Little Baby Unicorn Crafting Glue. There's going to be something Little awful. Little Baby Unicorn Crafting Glue's <laughs> proprietary formula will bond any two substances together immediately and permanently. It's going to become. Little Baby Unicorn Crafting Glue is also guaranteed to get you 40% higher when huffing than the competing solvent glue. There it is. <laughs> Little Baby Unicorn Crafting Glue is strong enough that you could use it outdoors in a strong wind and still get absolutely wrecked. (laughs) Just look for the bottle with a little baby unicorn on the label at your local (laughs) hardware store, probably kept in a locked cage to protect children, because fumes will get through the bottle. Oh my god. (laughs) Little Baby Unicorn Crafting Glue. Is it made of babies? Is it made of unicorns? Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't answer the question. 
Is it made of baby? Back to you, Sean. Baby unicorns. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, Joe. Yeah. Uh, God, you guys got me so. Uh, you guys have me so worried about uh, wanting to be wanting to be an actor. Yes, <laughs> because you're both like you're both like uh, it's the character and the story that's important. <sighs> yeah, we'll just replace you. You're a dime a dozen. <sighs> I'm I'm pantomiming smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I, yeah, we just replace you willy nilly. You see, you really got to you really got to stand out because I mean, otherwise, but even when you do, otherwise, like, otherwise, that you would it would be super easy to get a job as an actor if they were if you really needed me, tons of actors. Like, but I, you you just told me that Ian McKellen is easily replaceable as Gandalf, and I'm like, he's the greatest actor of our generation. I, I do. I think that I think that I think that he would have to be replaced by one of his peers. I don't think he oh, could be replaced by anybody. Okay. He'd have to be replaced by... I would watch by... Patrick Stewart as Gandalf. Sure. What? No, hey, wait. Have you guys ever seen him with a beard? Yes. Yes. Has, has he appeared on I've CNG in, with a beard? I've seen him in person with a beard. <laughs> wait a minute. Really? Yeah, he actually had a beard at a Comic-Con. Uh, he, I mean, it was just his beard. Also, the, the but... series finale of TNG, he has a beard. All good things. Huh. He kind of looks like Gandalf in that episode. <laughs> you know, I, that actually reminds me, I was going to say about Ruby Rose, the the other thing that is kind of crazy to me, as, again, as an aspiring actor who would work 900 hours a week for whatever money, is that if you do uh, even, like, two seasons of, even if it's a shitty show, if it's comic book related, all you have to do for the rest of your life is show up to Comic Cons and take pictures and sign photos, and oh, you're yeah. set for life. Sure. Like, and so to throw that away, like, is so nuts. She's done one season. She, she could still do cons. I, for the I rest guess she of her could. Life. She could. I guess. Yeah. She also did Orange Is the New Black, and she's right. got other other shows that could she could do cons for. Ruby Rose is going to be fine, Sean. You can no, stop she, worrying. No, she can will. also I, continue modeling. Or find another acting job. Look, she's going to be way wildly more successful than I could ever dream of being. I'm just saying that it's so hard for me to reconcile. Have you auditioned for Batwoman? Uh, you know what? That's a great point. <laughs> I have not. Uh, you have the same body type. <laughs> I have the same breast size. <laughs> oh, so we yeah. talked about uh, the, the, the virtues and perils of... Uh, Rosanning Batwoman rather than two and a half manning Batwoman. Well, look, no one should ever two and a half men anything. Not even two and a half especially, men. Especially not Batwoman. <laughs> yeah. She's very gay. Would not appreciate <clears throat> that kind of behavior. The character? Yes. Oh, that's and right. And also Ruby Rose. That's, that's, that's So do they have to find, if they recast, do they have to find another gay actress? Uh, they don't have to, but they want to. But but should they? I think I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful opportunity. I mean, why not? There's there's plenty of gay actors and actresses. Uh, forgive my ignorance, yeah. but is the character gay? Yes. Then absolutely yes, they should cast a gay actress if yeah. they can. Yeah, it would it uh, would be it would be kind of a failing not to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't have to because when you act, you pretend to be someone you're not. So Wanda Sykes. Is Batwoman. <laughs> I was thinking about something. This is a change of direction here. <laughs> a little change of direction, but... Uh, I was thinking about something. We, we were talking about actors, and I, I was thinking about how they get along on set. And uh, What if you're an actress who has a sex tape? 
like a really prominent sex tape that probably okay. that probably ev- everybody has seen. Like, what is go this, on? What is the set dynamic like for you? Like, do you, Pro- probably fine if if you're a woman on the set. It's probably the it's probably the same as the rest of your life. Okay. Because you know, if everyone on set seen it, so there's a good chance. But you the people you see every day, you don't know have that everybody's seen, seen it. it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, so I was specifically thinking of. Do you guys know who Abigail Spencer is? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so she's a pretty, she's a pretty good actress. Um, but she has like the raunch, the raunchiest sex tapes I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, just completely. And not her choice that they were released, I'm sure, but I just can't imagine like being on set with other people and like after that happens. Like, uh, well, okay, <laughs> let me ask you a question, Mike. Let me ask you a question. If you saw, if you saw a video of a female friend of yours masturbating, how would you feel the next time you saw her? Okay, this is definitely going to make it in the podcast. If if I saw it. Yes, you saw the video of her masturbating. You feel ashamed. Yeah, you feel like you shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't have seen that. That that you'd you'd feel in the wrong. Yeah, you, you'd have to. I you have to wonder if if the appropriate thing to do is say, "Hey, I saw your sex tape." I don't think that's the appropriate thing. No, to it's do. not. You don't do that. No. But the, she she knows you did. She doesn't necessarily <laughs> know though, right? Probably, it, probably though. She's walking around I wondering. Like, I feel like that's one of the things where ignorance is bliss. Yeah. If she asks you, you don't have to lie. Right. But if she doesn't bring it up, neither should you. People are telling her they haven't seen it. Oh, I heard, I'm sorry about all that. I I never watched it. Like those people are obviously fucking lying. You know what I mean? Sure, obviously, like not all of them, but but. But but but, but I mean, if your job is to cultivate a positive uh, set for her to work on, then maybe you take the you definitely don't go up and say I saw you take that dick. <laughs> I just think it's so. I just it's so it's got to be so weird. It's got to be so awkward. Like I, if you saw the uh, video a video of one of your female friends masturbating, you would bring it up and say that I've I've seen it. <laughs> of course I, he wouldn't. I I just he's saying that he would. Well, no, I know, but there's I, no I, way. I think we're having a discussion about whether it's the right thing to do or not. Like, uh, shouldn't? Of course it's not. But but shouldn't you know when somebody else has seen you doing no, something it's, sexual? Look, it's it's only going to cause them discomfort, and you're only doing it to make yourself feel better. Why only do you're how only doing it, it to lessen your awkwardness? How would it make you feel better? I don't because understand. Because you're lessening your because you're coming clean. You're yeah. you're saying you're hey, unburdening I, yourself exactly. Whereas to them, all it's doing is causing harm. All it's doing is making them feel like they're being val- uh, violated. And and uh, yeah, there's no benefit to them. It's just it's a selfish thing. Okay, right. Follow up question. Follow up question. <laughs> How likely is it that before you saw this friend, you jerked off to that video? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think that's a natural follow-up question. 100%. And that's exactly like so it's such a it's such a weird <laughs> No, I, I I don't disagree. I think it's I think the majority of the time that's going to be the case and like I don't you deserve to know well, that's that also that's also what you're telling them when yes. you say I saw your video you're For saying sure. I <laughs> I saw you yeah. 
There, yeah, and absolutely. I jerked off to okay, you. Okay, so you and just want you want Abigail Spencer on every set of every show until the end of time to just know that every single man that she's working with has masturbated to her. No, you don't her. want her to they know. That's why you don't say her. it. No, yeah, no. but but she has to just assume that they have right because sure, I guess. But that's not if, your job if, if to it's tell her. On her mind, yeah. I'm just saying it's incredibly weird, right? It's got to be such a of weird course. I'm not, dynamic. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not weird. Of course it's weird. It's got to be so weird. Unless one of them comes up to her and says, <laughs> I saw those videos. That <laughs> makes it weird. That is weird. <laughs> that makes it weird, yes. it's It doesn't have to be weird. You're making it weird, Mike. Stop it. <laughs> I'm By just way, glad I, that... Uh, I saw your work. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad good. that in these times Big of fan. nationwide <laughs> timeline, nationwide nope. protests and Black Lives Matters, that we're tackling the important issues. <laughs> I don't think it's, well, I don't think it's unimportant when that sort of thing happens. I, it's uh, sure, it, you know, I, you know, what we should be talking about on a show called A Little Nonsense Show <laughs> is protests, things that affect the lives of everyone. No, I was obviously joking. But no, you don't fucking tell the person, you psycho. <laughs> it's got to be hard going to oh, an yeah, audition. It'll be hard. Going to okay, an audition. Mike, I'm, I'm mostly asking Mike this question because he's the only one that's given any different answer than you or I, Sean. Uh, does it matter how good of a friend she is? Oh, yeah. I, I, whether, you, whether you mention it or not. Yeah, whether you specifically bring it up and say I saw the video of you, I I, I have to think I have to think that it kind of does. Yeah, I, yeah. Mostly because it's it? like a well, it's like a situation where you want you have to at least want the person to know that it's publicly available or that you know I I think if you saw it, it's safe to assume that I mean unless you're hunting down videos of women, you know that it's that other people have seen it. You guys have, and that a, she knows it's out there. You guys have officially reached a topic that I'm uncomfortable talking. I about. just think it's so, <laughs> oh I just think it's so weird. Like to, to, to have seen something like that and to keep to, to for the other person not to know that. Like, I, I feel like that's so weird. I don't know. Like, well, it's one thing if she doesn't know the video exists like out there. Yes. It's another thing. If she knows it's out there, and you're just bringing up the fact that you jerked it. That's way worse. Yeah, totally. If they don't know and they are a good friend. I see what you're saying. So if even, it's, if even it's, then, I would task my wife or someone of the same sex to tell that person. I, I would not feel comfortable being like, hey, saw your boobs. Like, that, that's so weird. <laughs> so you're saying if it's, if it's obviously publicly available, if you're a famous yes. person, which is... Like if Where it's on the front page started, of Pornhub, <laughs> then then you just have to assume everybody's seen it. Yeah, and you just yeah, interact you don't with everybody that way. It. So okay, so as as long as it's clearly had like mass market penetration, if you'll pardon the use of that, I will not word. I will not. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you're okay with being silent then, because you don't feel an onus to break the news yeah i think so like hey hey people are are staring at your titties i mean ideally you just as long as she knows ideally you don't you don't look at it in the first place but if 
what if you don't you know, if you're if you're in the industry and you don't know that you're going to be working with this person you know then it's like uh, you might have seen it and we, uh, we we have to get to the game <laughs> this, is, this is not is none there, of this should make it into the podcast no I, there's not gonna be a game there's, there's no, not there's no game i thought we were gonna do a game no, this no. Is, we're doing a new format this, tonight, Sean. We're, we're testing the, a new new format. But I thought the new format was just the absence of a segment and with a game. game. It's the it's the absence of any forced huh. anything, except ads. Speaking of ads, uh, Mike, what is our conversation <laughs> right now brought to us by? Who doesn't love ice cream? It's creamy, it's cold, and it's delicious. But ice, how boring. We can do better than that. Now introducing wood cream. It has all the best parts of ice cream with all that annoying, yawn-inducing, freezing cold ice. Wood wood cream is made from 100% plant-based sources. It's 100% organic. And it contains real wood pulp from over 200 different species of woody plant. Try a holly bark locust <laughs> splinter sundae. Jesus. Not a fan of wood pulp? That's all right. We also have chunky mulch cream and all your favorite oh, tree and shrub flavors. Try an ash mulch oak branch banana tree split with, <laughs> with chocolate. And of course, by chocolate, I mean cacao fragments reduced to a fine <laughs> puree that resembles chocolate. In physical appearance, but otherwise tastes like wood. <laughs> wood cream at your local Hagen Das. We no longer sell ice cream, just just the new wood cream. <laughs> we went all in on the wood cream. I support this move by Hagen Dazs because wood cream contains no dairy. A, lot, a whole lot of fiber, though, probably. Correct. It's <laughs> so either way, I'm still going to be on the toilet. That's, that's oh, right, man. It's It'll mostly fiber. Regular. It's mostly fiber. Mostly, yeah. It's 100% that's indigestible. That's it. it's, it's close to 100% fiber. Oh. Wood cream. You can, build a house, you can build a house out of it. Can't do that with ice cream. Oh God! I mean, it depends on how cold it is. But yeah, if you're in a cold region, yeah. If, you're, if it's a cold enough place, you could. Ice is pretty build strong. A, it's pretty sturdy. Build a house out of anything. Yeah. <laughs> water. <laughs> That's what the, the Eskimos built houses out of water. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. Joe, I just noticed. Do you have the? Black speech on your cup there. Is that what that is? Yes. The inscription on the one ring. That is correct. That's pretty awesome. Did you did you finish your Game of Thrones scotch? Uh, no, no. I've got about uh, half half a bottle left. That's good. Okay. So well, so the the rest of that up until up until the last few uh, uh, bits are going to be great, and then it's going to really shit the bed towards the end of the bottle. Yeah, it's like that with all really PD scotches. No, I was making a joke about how Game of Thrones shit the bed in the last oh. season. Oh, yeah, it's gonna I be, get, it's gonna be I re- get so mad at people who fucking 
right off a show or a series or a game series. Because of the ending? Because, because of the ending, yes. It, I'm sorry, it is the ending not a fucking major part of the fucking story? It doesn't invalidate what came before it. Yeah, but it doesn't, but also there's a horrible sense of disappointment if the quality is not up to par with the rest of the show. I still enjoy the entire rest of the show a lot. So I, it doesn't. That's, it really doesn't bother me that much. Honestly, well, I, you're, the you're whole in the rest minority. of it. The whole rest of it's still pretty good. You're in the minority. You're 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 yeah, an apologist. I, I'm, you're lar- actually, I'm largely with I'm largely with Mike. I just ignore the entire last season, and that's such an I mean, apologist like bullshit. Not, you guys are settling. I'm not saying it's, it's not good. I'm I, saying I I had a good time. You're settling with everything that came no, before. Sean, Why don't you want them to stick the landing? I don't like it. I don't like the ending. I but I do like, want them to stick the landing, but they did. I like the whole rest of it still. I don't not like so, that anymore because because so the ending just, was bad. Okay, it doesn't make any sense. Why? Why? It does. It does because if <laughs> I'm cooking a recipe, no, and no, everything, no. everything's going great, but then I left it in the oven not the for same fucking case. ten minutes too not long. The same it's case. Not the same. It's like thing. you're eating a wonderful meal every day, and then the last week that you're serving somebody, the the food was bad. They still appreciate okay. the food the first eight weeks that you were serving them. Sure, it but that restaurant not, because you're not that, you're, that, they're delivering they're delivering a complete product for the first several seasons of this show. It's not like it, it's not like the all that matters is the end result of the show, right? Well, uh, no, I disagree because in a nah. story, the whole <laughs> story is building up to an ending, is it not? Isn't that the whole point of a narrative? Ending, is that it an builds ending is and part builds of the and story. Builds? A bad ending doesn't invalidate everything that came before. If it did, then you'd have to write off most things that it does not invalidate. I enjoy. Nobody would it like any in- Stephen King novels if that were the case cuz ever. It does not invalidate everything that came before it, but you have to to agree that it does sour what came before it. Not for like me. You, that's crazy Why? talk. Why? It's the same. It hasn't changed. Because the whole the, the whole content point. that came before it is the same as it's always been. And I really enjoyed it a lot. Why is it different we, now? We watch we we watch we watch the SpaceX launch to the ISS. If the launch was successful and the docking was successful, but then while they were coming into the ISS, they fucking got decapitated because the capsule shot off the station. That would be a fucking failure. The whole mission would, would be, be a failure. Because it, that that is one episode. It's not. Yeah, that's it's one not like. Thing. You know, but you can't. You, the whole point is to reach that. The whole narrative is banking on. No, no, no. You're going to tell there me are, a story, Sean. There with are, the beginning, a middle, and the end. There and are if the a end thousand, sucks, Then the story there sucks. There are a thousand beginnings. They didn't tell you one story though. Exactly. They told you dozens there of stories. There are a thousand beginnings, middles, and ends in these things. And then there's one overarching story, but it doesn't. Just because that one overarching story didn't have the ending you wanted or was was satisfying to you doesn't mean that all of the little stories that happened in between suddenly aren't good. I I understand that. I'm saying that it does sour. Like it does make me feel like, well, wait a minute. If the ending was this stupid, then it makes me feel like I wasted my time. So you don't. You just don't trust. You don't trust your opinion of it. Is that what you're saying? Because. What you, no, I'm saying what you enjoyed. it's valid. It's it's valid to say that if you don't it's stick not, the landing, it's not valid. It does it's sour no, it's the bullshit. whole experience. It's bullshit, and I I completely disagree with the concept of it. In fact, I, I 
as a Star Wars fan, only really like the first two Star Wars movies and Rogue One. We've had this discussion several times. We have. Does it matter to me that most of the Star Wars movies at this point suck? Right, but does it matter to me? Of course it does. I, I, I feel like Last Jedi and yeah, Rise we, of Skywalker we, are we so disagree, shitty. We disagree. It sours the whole... So, I know. so what you're saying, though, is that fair. because Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi sucked, Empire sucks. No. No, I'm not saying No, that. of course not. That is what you're saying. But, no, you're what, saying what, it's what I'm, say, what I'm saying is that the Star Wars Skywalker saga, if you want to call it that, if you want to say this is a nine-film saga... The whole saga abso-fucking-lutely suffers because episodes eight and nine shit the bed. Absolutely. But, but, now, if but you're looking at individual 60, chapters, the then 60 no, episodes, is, of course, still great. The 60 episodes of Game of Thrones through seasons one through six are fucking amazing. And you're going to tell, sure. tell me that, that that's invalidated because of the ending of the series? No, I'm going to say it's a shame that they couldn't wrap it up. Oh, it's a shame. In a, in well, a, in absolutely a, in a, a shame. satisfying way. And because of that... My opinion of the entire show, Game of Thrones, I don't get that. goes down a notch. I don't get that. I don't get that at the all. The entire no. show goes down a notch. It doesn't mean those individual episodes along the way go down. I just don't it means get it. My, I don't the get entire it. show your, your goes down. Your opinion of the show as an entity going down is fine, but that shouldn't affect your initial enjoyment of those past seasons. No, it doesn't make me say, oh, well, I loved that episode, but now I hate it. It just makes me say, again, that the overarching narrative, if you're saying, hey, do you like the show Game of Thrones? Yeah, I love it. I feel well, like after you're that last season, things. Hey, do you like the show Game of Thrones? Well, I liked it, but then it fucking shit the bed. And I think that you're allowed to say that. Yeah, I just I yeah sure. I've never had that experience where I loved something and then stopped loving it because it got bad. Like so many TV shows do that. Almost all of them. Most. I, I can't think of Most any of that them. Don't. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so so now now I can only like shows that have just perfectly brilliantly executed every you single like, season. You can of the like show. whatever you want to. I'm just saying that if you shit if you can't stick, but the you're landing, not going to like anything except for like Breaking Bad. Okay. Oh if, well. So what what if, did they do wrong? No, no, no. They didn't do anything wrong, exactly. So you're, then what's the fucking problem? Why don't you're you just not gonna, stick you're your landing like that? You're not going to like you anything like. except for a show like Breaking Bad that executed every episode of the whole fucking series perfectly. So it's possible. So do it that way. It, okay. <laughs> just do it that <laughs> well, way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're saying like, well, okay, there's this show that perfectly exemplifies how... It should go, yes. but not all not all shows can be that way. Well, why can't they be that way? Well, I mean, because making television is difficult, Sean. I, I get it. No, you don't. I mean, there's <laughs> you just damn. said make every show like Breaking Bad. There's there's I'm saying there's that Mozart if you can do and Beethoven, thing. and then there's other composers. Like I, you could have LMFAO. You can really enjoy. It. Like I, I happen to really like. Let's get it started. <laughs> you know, uh, you and I, Sean, we really, we really like John Williams, right, as a composer. Yes, I love but he's John. Not, he's not fucking Beethoven or Mozart. You can't, of course. You can't expect the absolute pinnacle of ability, talent, performance every single time. But right. I think I think Game of Thrones is the closest we've ever come next to next to something like Breaking Bad. Okay. To a perfect show, I think it had some very it had some very upsetting did, shit happen did, at the end of it. Did the Lord of Did the Lord of the Rings stick the landing? It did. The well, the okay. the original 
three movies. Lord of the Rings trilogy did stick the landing. Yes. yes. Okay, so... Although the, that if, landing took forever. That was a, that was so, a perfect so, storm. Absolutely beautiful. So Lord of the Rings did entourage. it. Breaking Bad did it. All these other fucking IPs can't do it for whatever reason, but I'm not going to be an apologist and say, oh, well, because it's hard. I'm going to say, no, you can fucking do it if you know what you're doing and you hire the right people, no, I, then you can stick the landing. I, I, uh, I'll I, say that it didn't end as well as those things, but I, I enjoy the first six seasons of, of, of uh, Game of Thrones more than any other TV I think I've ever seen. I think it's, it's fantastic. I, if, they, if it ended there and just on a cliffhanger, then it would still be the best TV series but, ever created. So, just because so it had many a bad people, ending. most of Mike's favorite TV shows ended horribly. That is true. Let me let me <laughs> let me let me ask you this. Let Let's me ask see, you we this. Got, we and got then, lost, and then I'll lost. We got, I'll stop. Game of Thrones. I'll stop. We got uh, on, Battlestar me, Galactica. Let me, <laughs> let me let me ask you this, and then I'll stop. Fans of Mass Effect were fucking on board for one and two. And then something happened at the end of Mass Effect 3, which caused a bunch of people to be really fucking pissy about the entire franchise. Uh Now, are you saying that they did the best they could and people should just fucking forget about it and take it because they got what they got? Or are you saying that the ending of Mass Effect 3 could have maybe been done better to appease everyone or to have gotten a better response. Well, you can't appease everybody. It could have done of course. it could have been it could have been better. But again, for me it doesn't invalidate it doesn't invalidate even the rest of I don't like that whole it doesn't game invalidate, and I still think 1 and 2 are great. It doesn't invalidate for me even the rest of that game up until the last 20 minutes. I never minutes. even reached the I, ending. It's just a shit game. I actually put more time into that game because of the multiplayer which I enjoy, you guys don't. More I time into that game bit. than I have into the other two original series Mass Effect games. I, it's not the game is the weakest of the three from a story perspective, but it's still a really good game, and it doesn't invalidate saying, the first two games. I'm just saying you had a very vocal, I would say, majority of people who were very upset with how that trilogy ended, and they were the most hardcore it's, it's a vocal, supporters of the first two games. I would say it's an incredibly vocal minority, but yes. <sighs> that's, uh, that's I guess that's the problem. I, hey, Joe, ring that bell so I can get another penis. He actually did like 10 minutes ago, and we... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we just kept going. <laughs> yeah. There they are, two more. But uh, that is our episode. And with a score of two, Sean and I are tied for this week's loser. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, if the rest of the episode was great, then the ending shouldn't make the rest of the episode bad. No, by Sean logic, because you and I lost, <laughs> this entire episode is awful. God damn and it. Anyone who heard it You're should right. feel bad about themselves. You're right. You're right, Joe. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> I have been, and unfortunately, in this moment, shall continue to be Joe Oracle. I'm, I'm very sad to say that I'm Sean Keller. And I'm just perfectly content to say I'm Mike Pareto. <laughs> have a great week. A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. 
Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? Nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here and there is often very necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom, and you could be jolly. Since now and then is relished by the wisest men. I think everyone's going to be really upset there was no game, and they're going to say that this whole episode was was horrible.